Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 31 for Wednesday, December 13th, 2017. How are you guys doing? It's starting to look like Christmas outside. It's uh, here in Ottawa. It snowed all day long, and I have not left the house once because I don't want to clean the car off. So I'm hoping that the snow stops, the wind picks up, and it just blows all that off the car onto somebody else's property. Um, that's what I hope for. That's all I want for Christmas is to not have to clean my car off once and it's not going to happen. And that's why I don't believe in Santa Claus. Um, (laughs) not that those things are related. How are you guys doing? How's your week been? You know, what's going on with you? Did you have a good, uh, are you getting settled into the holiday season? Are you getting your, your shopping done? You know, we talked about black Friday a few weeks back. Did you guys miss that out? And now you're trying to, you know, are you starting to get it done? Are you going to wait just till, uh, till the 24th? So Uh, you know, I always welcome my listeners back guys. Welcome back. You know, welcome to all the news listeners up there. I'm going to tell you guys about, uh, putting up the Christmas tree, right? All the holiday shopping that I did the holiday prep as well. How my weight loss is going. Um, and I'll read your emails, right? That's what we do every week. So, you know, why don't I just dive right into it? I'll tell you guys what happened with me. I decided Tuesday, last Tuesday after the podcast I recorded that I was going to go downstairs and tackle the tree. Well, I, I got the, the stuff moved out of the way. We have a, like a big, heavy, uh, not bragging, but we have a massage chair in the living room. The only reason I say that is if I told you I was trying to move a chair, you'd go, oh, well, you know, if it was just a regular seat or a recliner, it wouldn't be too bad. But this thing has got tons of machinery in it. So it's like moving a fridge. Um, so I moved that thing out of the way and it was actually relatively easy because I'm a superhero. Uh, I just picked it up with one hand, right? Palmed it, <laughs> picked it up and moved it. Um, no, I got a, I got Simon gave me a hand with that, uh, our, our, uh, our basement dweller roommate and, um, got that moved. I got the tree put up. It's like a sectional tree. It's not a real tree. I don't put it up. I hate the fucking pine needles. Um, but I, uh, I put up the tree comes in three sections, put it together, uh, got everything, you know, sort of cleaned in the area assembled. And then I went to plug them in and probably one of the worst fucking things that you can do at Christmas time. There was, there was dead lights in the middle section of the tree. So I was looking all through the box. I had spare bulbs last year. I'm looking all through the box. Can't find them. Uh, I remember the year before there was, I, I went on a hunt for a dead bulb or two and I found a couple that were actually smashed and that's why they were dead. So I replaced those, got the tree working. It only took maybe I think 30 minutes last year. Well, not this year. This year I couldn't find any replacement bulbs. So I did find a smashed bulb but I had nothing to, to fix it with. I think I took a bulb off the top part of the string from a different section to test, put it in there, didn't find it. And I'm like, well, I got to see if there's more bulbs, but it was late at night, right? I recorded the podcast late. I, uh, I didn't want to get too, too into all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, like I think my mom had come over too. So she was going to help me decorate the tree, just some nice family time together. And, uh, that, that didn't end up happening. So I was just like, all right, mom, well, I'm going to take you home. There's nothing, nothing to do with the tree tonight. Right. So, which is a bit of a pain in the ass. I don't know if, if you guys have the same sort of neuroses anxiety stuff as me, but it's kind of like I don't, when I, when I start something, if I don't get it finished, it just, it, it looms on me and it's not a real thing. It's not a big threat, but it just looms and looms and looms and looms and looms until I get it done. So hey, isn't that weird? Yeah. That's how my brain works is. So I was kind of like, 
I kind of don't like starting tasks and not finishing them. I don't know if it's probably part of that too. You know, if you're going to do something to do with excellence, why, why delay shit? You know, I'm lazy, but I'm only lazy to the extent that like, I don't want to start shit and not be able to finish it. So, so having things on my list unfinished is nuts. Anyways, you, you get the fucking idea. I'm repeating myself. Um, so I was a little bummed out, you know what? And I'm like, eh, maybe I won't put the fucking tree up this year. Right. We already talked about that. I was already on the fence, but I started the job and I'm like, by gum, I'm going to finish it. So anyways, I took my mom home and, and, uh, cashed in for the night. It was like, I think it was like 11 o'clock at night or something like that. And I'm like, all right, well, this isn't going to happen tonight. There's nothing open. Right. Like I, I'm the kind of guy I will get in the car and I will go to the store and buy new fucking bulbs and keep this, uh, this party going. But since everything was closed, I'm like, all right, it's going to be, have to be a, a tomorrow kind of thing. And so Wednesday worked my lovely job at the source and I took my lunch break and I actually flew to Canadian tire and, uh, and bought myself, uh, some replacement bulbs. And I'm like, this is gonna be great, right? No problem. Um, I got everything I need to fix the problem. So I, uh, I leave work after the source. I don't think there's anything overly eventful at the source this week. Just more of me, you know, shopping in different stores, window shopping, looking around my own store for some really good deals and stuff like that. See if I can cross some people off my list. And, uh, and at the end of the day, I flew home to replace my bulbs because I did have a show at absolute comedy that evening at seven 30. So I rushed home through the, uh, through the rush hour, you know, traffic got home and started my, my task of, uh, fixing bulbs. So I stuck a miners, I got this strap with a light on the front of it. It's like a headlamp. And I strapped this thing on and I'm going through all the branches looking for them, like literally following with my fingers, the cord from each one looking for broken bulbs and seeing ones that look like they got a little bit of char on them and I'm replacing it with new bulbs and then go on to the next one. And, uh, and I think once I was done the the thing, I, I didn't find any more smashed bulbs. I'm like, oh shit. Well, I wonder what's going on. So I, I turned the, the power on the lights and they all flick for a second and then go off. So all the new ones that I put on probably four or five different spaces flick for half a second and then blew. So they clearly blew. They weren't uh, strong enough Christmas bulbs or whatever. Um, but anyways, regardless, that didn't end up fucking working and I'm, I'm still going through it all going, okay, but at least the signal is, is complete. Cause I was throwing some of these burnt ones in the bottom string and the top string and it was keeping the other lights on. So I'm like, at least these will, will solve this place. For anyone who doesn't know this, maybe some of you guys just don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, a string of bulbs for Christmas lights don't work exactly the same as, you know, a light bulb in your house. When one light goes out, not all the lights in the house go up. You can just change that bulb. You're back in business. Easy peasy. The ones that are working, stay working. Well, not fucking Christmas lights. Christmas lights have an incredibly archaic design where if one of them blows in the string, they all stay out until you find that one, that needle in a fucking haystack. So that's why I had to replace all these bulbs and, and spend all this time digging through branches and stuff like that, trying to go one by one. Anyways, I mean, I know it sounds really fun, but it really wasn't. It was really fucking annoying. So after going through the, the string one time and starting in second, I noticed how late it was. And then I had to get ready for the show at absolute comedy. Um, and it was just a small group. There was a, you know, Sunday night sex with Sue was this old show that used to be on in Ottawa a long time ago. And she had a group that said it's a group of people for like fun or whatever. They're like, we're a fun group. And then when I spoke to them, it was just myself, Kamar and Colin O'Brien doing, uh, doing these little, you know, 10 minute spots for this group. Um, and I got to tell you, one of the most unfun groups of I've, I've ever performed for, um, they were, they were so weird. They're like, we get together and try to have fun. And I'm like, what do you guys do? And they're like, oh, I'm an accountant. I'm a, I'm a fucking, uh, 
Well, I, I can't even think of any of the other boring ones. I work for the government. I sell, you know, <laughs> fuses for, I'm like this, this, I go, and, and this is a fun night for you guys. Like you just decided to get together and compete for who's got the worst fucking life. Like I, I got them laughing, you know, we were having a good time and we were chatting, but there was a couple of people in the crowd. Just like, I watched them the whole show. I was at the end of the show and I, I watched them and they, there's some people, I swear to you, did not smile once the entire time, like, like frowning in the crowd. And I go, just what a dead bunch. Can you imagine that? I want to join a, a, a fun club with a bunch of other seniors. <laughs> they just looked so unhappy, but you know, that was a take the money and run gig. I, I basically showed up there like 10 minutes before showtime. Uh, waited, watched the show, did my spot. And then I was like, out. I, I don't think I've ever gotten out of a show faster than that. Like no word of a lie. I was like off stage. I said, thanks to Jay on the way by, got in the car and drove to Canadian tire. Cause at this point I think it was like eight or eight 30. And, um, I needed to, uh, I needed to get some Christmas bulbs because I had come to the decision that after, you know, getting halfway through the lights again and finding absolutely no, no broken bulbs or anything like that. I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to buy a new string of lights and I'm going to restring this fucking tree. And that's what I did. I went to Canadian tire, found, uh, found something online. I was checking online while I was standing in the back of the room, waiting for my time to go on stage, found a nice set of 200 indoor Christmas lights for 14 bucks. And I'm like, groovy, still more money than I wanted to spend. I wanted to spend zero bucks, but, uh, I decided, okay, I'm going to do this, the restring the street, do it the proper way. Get this fucking road on the show. Right. So I get to, um, Canadian tire and, uh, I can't find these fucking things. Um, I even start asking associates, Hey, do you guys have any of these here? Right. Be the good consumer, pull up the, the, the thing on my phone, give them the model number. They can search it nice and easy. You know, I didn't want to be that customer's like, I'm looking for Christmas lights. You have them. And then they point out this one. No, no, not these ones. Oh, what about these ones? No, not those ones. Right. You get the model number in front of you. I'm doing everything that you need to that, you know, you need to have for me to, to, to get what I need, right? You, here's the product, you look it up and then we get them. So their system was so on that they had like a hundred of them in stock. I ended up going around the fucking store with this stock boy who like refused to, to go in the back and look for them. Like we're saying we're, they have 300 and some boxes of Christmas lights and we're looking at the shelves that are like half bare. I'm telling you, if these Christmas lights were there, we would have found them. And so finally, like as the store is closing, he's like, oh, I can look and see if another store has them. I'm like, dude. Look at the fucking back. I go, I'm not going to get to another store tonight. I go, you have no idea. This thing's already been on me 24 hours. I already wasted my lunch break going out to buy bulbs that didn't fucking work. You know, just, just look in the back. And finally, some other manager comes out and, and like, basically tells him to get back to mopping or whatever. And he goes, what are you guys looking for? And I, I tell this other guy, the other guy walks right over and finds it right away, right away. finds them on, and they were on the floor, but they were in a, like an orange box online. They looked like they were in a green box. And he goes, yeah, they changed them, but they don't always change the picture online. Here they go. Here they are right here, blah, blah, blah. Two seconds. And it's kind of like, honest to God, like I'm not going to keep bitching about the source, but that's kind of like what it's like working with my coworkers. You know, my young little pups who occasionally listen to this podcast, some of them are great, but some of them are just like, oh, I don't know where that is. Yeah, we don't have any. Like rather than look, they just go, yeah, I don't have any. They don't even know, you know, they, they, they haven't even checked. They don't know if we have any or not. They're just like, yeah, I don't really know. You know, maybe it's over here and it's like, just, just look in the one place or know something about it. And then I'll walk over and be like, it's this, this, and that. Here you go. Have a great day. And then I go, the good news is we're both making minimum wage, right? Minimum wage. Just be thrilled. I don't know why my throat is so fucking dry. Ever since I started the podcast, my voice sounds different. Anywho. So long story short, 
at the end of, of a second night, late at the second night, I managed to get myself uh, a box of, of light bulbs and I restring the entire tree. It probably took me 40 minutes to, to go around two, two rows of this and wrap them all around the, the pines, the, the pines of the conifer tree that is fake in my living room. And, uh, yeah, rewrap the entire, the entire midsection of the tree. And luckily I was going to strip the entire tree of lights. And, um, and I decided to just do the middle section first to see if I could get away with like one of them. It came in like two, do two bundles of a hundred and thank God I didn't strip the whole tree of the lights because that was not enough lights to do the, the whole tree. It was really just enough to do that midsection that was, that was missing bulbs. So very happy. I did not do that. Small miracles. Thank you very much. Restrung the entire tree. And, uh, and as I started decorating it, my buddy Dave gave me a call and he's like, Hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm decorating a tree in my underpants in a bad mood. <laughs> so he offered to come over and help. Um, and, uh, and he's like, Hey, why don't I get Swiss chalet? And I'm like, aren't we supposed to not eat that stuff? Right. You're the one who got me on this, this rabbit food diet. And, uh, pretty sure that, that, that Swiss chalet at 1130 at night is not okay. But Dave convinced me to have a cheat meal. And so I got, uh, I think it was a quarter chicken dinner with, I got the vegetables, right. And, uh, and I think that was it. I got vegetables and I got a dinner roll. So I'm like, I don't think it's, it's as far as cheats go, uh, chicken vegetables in a, in a dinner roll, not the end of the world. And the chalet sauce, which I guess has a lot of salt in it. But, uh, at that point, Wednesday night, decorating my Christmas tree, uh, and eating Swiss chalet, that was the fattest thing that I had done so far in the week was a, a Swiss chalet meal, which, you know, considering I don't think is that bad. You know, it's not on the diet that I'm on, but it's, um, it's not that fat of a thing to do is to eat chicken and vegetables. So I wasn't happy that I, that I, that I cheated, but Hey, still doing, uh, still doing the job I'm supposed to be doing, eating way better than I was. Um, and then I think, uh, as the week went on Thursday night, uh, I was working at the source and, um, and, and just having, you know, talking about the diet and things like that. And I got in a conversation with somebody about a Fitbit and started, you know, just a customer who was interested asking some questions. And I think I started talking about that and they wanted to know if what the Apple watch was indifferent. And, and after that conversation, I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe getting something like that, um, would help me with my motivation. Right. Because I know that, uh, I know that Crystal had a Fitbit and she loved it. Um, she said it encouraged her to, to get her steps in, um, it, you know, she would do competitions with other people. She could set her own goals and it would just tell her to, to get up and get moving and things like that. So, uh, in my head, um, you know, and especially this time of year, right. All the shopping and all the holes in the heart to fill. I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I should look into getting an Apple watch now that they're, you know, they're, they're cellular capable and things like that. Like maybe, maybe an Apple watch would be something good to help with the, the calorie tracking and stuff like that. So, you know, I started thinking about it and I started to, you know, um, weigh the options and look at the prices and, uh, and a friend of mine who I worked with years ago. So, so not to get too all over the map with what I'm thinking, but I guess at this point I'm going, you know what, maybe it's time for an Apple watch now that I can actually wear one and not have to carry my phone around at the same time. So that was, that was what kept me from buying the, the other ones previous is that something that goes on my wrist, but you pretty much always have to have your phone with you. So I'm like, well, why would I pay 500 bucks for something that, that just keeps me from taking my phone out of my pocket, you know, 
because well, I'm never going to be somewhere with my phone and or my watch and not my phone. Well, that is a thing of the past uh, with the Apple Watch Series 3. I can leave the house with just my watch on my wrist and I can make calls and receive text messages and emails and all that fun stuff without having to have anything in my pockets. Not that that was a big thing holding me back, but uh, I got to be honest, when I went to the gym, which was a rare occurrence, uh, when I did go, um, I, uh, I didn't like having my cell phone in my pocket with a cord going up to my headphones, you know, and stuff like that. Now that, uh, now that I got myself a nice little uh, pair of Bluetooth headphones, I can actually pair them right to my watch and, uh, and I have access to everything I need. I can listen to my music, no cords, no, uh, no heavy phones in my, in my thin little track shorts. Um, so just another little added bonus, you know, I was telling Kamar that my roommate and, uh, and he goes, Oh, that was what was stopping you from going to the gym. And I said, well, no, wasn't, st I'm not saying that's why it was stopping me from going to the gym. I'm saying now it's going to be a little more enjoyable when I am at the gym. So I'm still going to go as often. <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy it more when I do. So, uh, anyways, Friday, I, uh, I, I spoke to my friends at, uh, TELUS, someone who actually worked with, uh, before I started standup comedy, uh, works at the TELUS at Plaster Orleans. And, uh, cause that's how it works. All right. I got to tell a cell phone. You got to get your watch, uh, you know, plan for your watch with the same provider. So I went to, I uh, went to them and I said, Hey, do you guys have this Apple watch? And they go in actually launches tomorrow. So I was in there Thursday night and they told me, come back the very next day. How about that for luck? Eh? If I considered a week before I'd be like, bah, I don't know if I can wait a week. A week's a long time for me to wait. I'm just kidding. So yeah, they're just like, come back tomorrow and we'll, uh, we'll get it all figured out for you. So. And they said that they're, uh, because they were behind, they even had a very cool little payment plan. So instead of just buying a, a $500 watch, you could just get it for like 20 bucks a month on your bill. Well, that sounds nice. Right. And that's, uh, and that's what I did guys. Friday morning, I went to, to work, opened the store. And when I had backup, I went down to the old tele store and I signed myself up for an Apple watch. So that was a fun thing. Went through a bit of a headache with that setting up the, uh, the, the, I guess eSIM they call it electronic SIM. There's no actual SIM card in it. Um, it's just, uh, it's just part of the frame is apparently the electronic SIM. So, um, it's neato. It's neato. I'm, I'm still learning it. I haven't spent a lot of time, you know, just playing around with it. I've had a lot going on this week and I'm still going to tell you about it. But so Friday I, I was having issues getting some shit to work. So I was back and forth between, uh, my store and the, uh, the telestore. I finally got everything figured out. I actually ended up going to the telestore trying to, uh, to figure out why we couldn't get my electronic SIM working. And it just turned out that I needed an update on the phone. So after like two hours in the store with, with two reps and like three different reps on the phone and, and, a ch and an Apple rep on chat, uh, it just turned out that all we needed was a, a software update on my phone, which was, um, all of us were like, ah, oh. but of course I had a show at uh, the velvet room. I was hosting a show at the velvet room out in Canada. So I had to, uh, had to hit, hit the road and boogie. Cause that's basically one end of the city to the other a complete opposite end of town, uh, from where I was at plaster Lane. So, you know, um, I'm sorry if this is not very interesting and, and it kind of isn't actually, it was a lot of like me putting out fires and, and troubleshooting all week first the tree. And then this damn watch, right. Would I, would I even be happy if I, if things worked, you know, what would you guys listen to me complain about if, uh, you know, if everything was just peachy keen. You wouldn't, I'd go, Hey guys, I had a great week. Got some stuff. Can't wait for Santa. We'll talk to you next time. Well, that's not the case, right? I go for a little holiday cheer. Fucking bulbs don't work on the tree. Right. And then the new bulbs don't work. And then I got to go buy new bulbs. Right. And then I buy an Apple watch and things don't work. Why? Cause I'm stupid. 
That's why. Because they're releasing it tomorrow. Like Little Orphan Annie. Can I have an Apple Watch? They go, no. Tomorrow, tomorrow, you'll finance it tomorrow. Um, anyways, so I, I, I rushed home, change, uh, and then I'm like, you know what? The Apple Store is between me and this Velvet Room show. So I I, uh, I actually went to the, the Apple Store to buy a new uh, wristband for my uh, my newfound watch. And for anyone who doesn't know, um, they can you can interchange the bands on the Apple Watch. How do you make it customizable? So same face, different bands. And I went there and there was like, um, I want to get this like black, they call it a Melanie's loop. And uh, it was 250 bucks. And I'm like, I don't know. Should I talk myself out of this? I even had the sales rep girl talk me out of it. And then uh, I ended up settling for a $200 leather band instead. And, uh, and I kept it in the box. <laughs> I got it. And I'm like, good. I need a, I need a little pick me up. Like I said, I'm down a little bit and I'm, I'm, uh, sort of doing some retail therapy. Obviously I know people have thought this long before I just addressed it. I go, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Um, yeah, it's doing a little retail therapy. That's what I was doing. Okay. I bought this $200 leather band for my watch and I left it in, in the car with the receipt so that when buyer's remorse sit in, it would be nice and, and easy there. But, uh, and then I boogied off to the velvet room show. Uh, I've done the velvet room show a few times now, guys. And I got to say 50% of the time, it's a fucking shit show. They had a big party in there for a retirement home. That's half of the crowd that we were performing for and they did not have the room and I was getting there like 10 minutes before showtime I show up and they're like cleaning the place up and turning it over I'm like what the fuck this is gonna start late and so uh we get in Kamar and Jason are there turning the room over I'm uh I'm getting ready to do the show and and by the time it started you know it was actually funny because the only time the show has ever started with no one going hey where's the host before making the announcement I actually just they were, they had the lights on. They were still seating people. I walk into the bathroom. I'm in there for maybe a minute to just have a pee and wash my hands. And, uh, and I walk back out. Hey, it's a hilarious host guy. He's one of the best, uh, best, uh, comics here in the city. Uh, please welcome Josh Williams. I'm like, Oh, well, isn't it good that I was walking out right now and not having a poo or something? Um, you know, I, I've never had that where someone just didn't check me. I didn't know who the headliner was on the show. I didn't know which comic I was bringing up first. So I was like, Hey guys, you got a great show. Uh, it's one of the headliners from absolute comedy tonight. Uh, give it up for them. They'll be here in an Uber soon. Blah, blah, blue, you know? So, um, it was an, an interesting show. There was some, like, there was tons of people who were fucking drunk and I, and I, like, I mean, borderline hammered. There was these two fucking blonde cougars in the front row that wouldn't stop talking. They got up to pee every 10 minutes, uh, and would just talk full volume. Like ladies, ladies, stop, stop it. You know, like just you, you, you're talking too much. Like I, I would joke with them a little bit, but that would just make them want to talk to me more and keep going. And like I said, there's so many drunk people. We had a good time. It was a good show. But at one point, like they were like, why aren't you paying attention to us anymore? Pay attention. And I just went into this big rant about how like, leave me alone. You're smothering me. This relationship is not working. I got to be able to, to have the freedom to spread my wings and find myself because I'll leave you. If you don't give me that, I'll, I'll leave you and I'll never come back. Leave me the fuck alone. I was talking about how they're probably in a, in a position where they're like, if we find one guy who'll fuck both of us, let's just do it. Let's just do, let's just fuck. Let's just do cares. So they were, um, they were frustrating to say the least, but, uh, but I had a chance to see my buddy, Joey Elias. Joey closed that show. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a lot of good time, uh, to be honest with you. We, a lot of good time. It was a lot of good time. Um, 
It was fun. It, it, it was definitely work. That's the thing too. Is sometimes you do these shows and people are so like, they're, they're so happy to see a show and it's not work. You know, you just, you tell your jokes, you chat with them. They're having a good time. You're having a good time. It's outstanding. Sometimes it's work. They're not listening. They're, they're drunk. The show starts late. They're, they're three more drinks than you expected to be in them by that time. And, uh, and you work, you work hard to, to win them over. It's like babysitting. Basically. I feel like it's like a, an adult field trip where you're responsible for all of them trying to keep everybody together. And, uh, and sometimes they wander off, you know, and you go, what the fuck is going on? They were here just a second ago. Why the fuck? What the fuck is going on? So did that. And then I left, uh, I drove Joey back to the club for the late show, Joey Elias. And then, uh, and then Jay and I decided it was, uh, we were going to go have a drink. Jay, of course, the owner of absolute comedy. We decided, uh, go have some drink, maybe play some trivia. Went to one of my old stomping grounds where I used to go and sit with a pen and a pad writing jokes, uh, for my very first comedy set was uh, Whis Whis whispers pub. And, um, they got like one of those, uh, time machines or whatever time machine. Yeah. You got one of them uh, time machines there. You know what I'm talking about? The ones you go back in time, time play. It's not really time play either. That's like the movie theaters. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Quick time or something like that. I got an email from them. I'm not going to be able to buzz time. That's what it's called. Yeah. And I didn't even have to look it up, you know, looking for it. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's fun. It's like, it's like trivia on the TVs. Sorry, I was reaching for my phone, trying to put it back in the cradle. As soon as I pulled it out, I thought of the name of buzz time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you play on TVs, right? You get this little electronic pad in your hand and you answer the questions on the, on the screen and you, you, you win points, you know, and you beat your friends. And so, uh, Jay and I ordered a pitcher of beer and, uh, we shared some wings and of course sharing uh, the wings. That was the fattest thing that I had done at that point. Cause wings are deep fried and nothing good's going on with that. But um, it was kind of fun to hang out with my friend and have some drinks, but, uh, but that was the part that sort of turned things, uh, towards the, uh, the not so good. So I, uh, throughout the course of the week, I have been eating like nothing, like, like a big bag of romaine lettuce with some cucumbers and maybe a few tangerines and a couple berries, like not a lot of food Friday. I had like nothing. Um, I went to work. I didn't have, uh, didn't have breakfast. I skipped my lunch to go to Telus to resolve the watch stuff. Uh, after work, I was stuck at the Telus store. I, I ran home, did this show. And so the first thing that I was eating and drinking all day was, uh, was a pint of, of ugh, Canadian and, uh, and wings. So now that I'm drunk a little more, uh, you know, the, the, the willpower is a little down, I'm not trying to make excuses, but you know, had a, had a, you know, a couple pints and some, uh, some wings and I was hungry and fuck it. I've already had the calories for today. So why not make this Friday night a cheat day? You know, the last cheat day uh, was only two days prior. <laughs> I think it was Wednesday. Yeah. So it was only two, two days prior. It's been two days since I've eaten food. I can eat food again. So when we, uh, when we left Jay and I took separate vehicles, um, I decided I'm going to McDonald's, right? The, the, the drunk late night, it was like two o'clock in the morning, by the way, but not that it changes much. But like that drunk fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking have McDonald's. So, uh, I wasn't too drunk to drive for the record. We were there for, like I said, you know, I think we were there for like three and a half hours and we had two beers. So, um, but I was, you know, I was definitely feeling it since I had nothing in my stomach and I'm like, I'm going to have a McDonald's. I'm going to, I'm going to bring up my McDonald's app on my phone and I'm going to see what coupons are there. And I am going to eat like, uh, you know, like a fat person again for this evening. And I remember I sat in line through the drive through for like 15, 20 minutes. I had two coupons, breakfast sandwich for $2, regular sandwich for $3. Right. And I'm like, I'm pulling the trigger on this. 
No fries, no fucking soft drinks or anything like that. Just just two sandwiches for the fat man. You know, and I was I was the fat man mentality, okay? If it was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, it was fucking the Burger King was sitting there behind the wheel, all right? We were gonna I'm gonna eat. I'm hungry, I'm gonna eat, I'm not going home to cook. It's two thirty in the morning. So I get up to the window and uh and they decide uh that my coupon is only good for Quebec, which is weird because I selected Ontario and everything like that. So it's like a flaw in their thing. So they're like, Yeah, so um we still have the uh, the egg McMuffin for you for two dollars, but we uh, we it's going to be six ninety nine for the uh, quarter pounder. And I was like, well, then I don't want the quarter pounder. Just like give me the give me the like I'm not cheap, but I don't like my coupons don't work. So I'm like, uh, all right, we'll get rid of the quarter pounder. Then I'm not interested in it. I well, I'll just take the um, the egg McMuffin. So I paid for that, and uh, and I commenced the wolfing. Uh, and I, uh, and I'm, I'm like, I'm a little bummed out cause I'm like, I'm, I'm really fucking hungry and I don't think the egg McMuffin is going to cut it. So I, uh, I'm pulling out of the McDonald's and what do I see uh, a block down on the left? Well, I see pizza, pizza, right? And they're open at two 30 in the morning. Right. And they got $5 mediums. You just pull out your app, ask for a $5 medium. They'll have it ready for you in 15 minutes. That's customer service. Now, uh, pizza, pizza is not good and it's not good for you at two o'clock in the morning or two 30 in the morning whatever the fuck i've lost track of my timeline it's late i'm hungry now i'm mad now i'm an angry hungry fat man which are the most volatile okay those are like the zombies that can run right you got the regular zombies that are walking and hungry but then you got the agitated ones that can run after you and that's what i was i was an angry hungry fat man and um uh, and so I uh, drove across the street and I got myself a medium pizza. I did not finish it. I did not crush it, but I ate, eating any of it is bad, but I ate uh, more than I should have. And I will tell you, I am, I was uh, appropriately ashamed the next day and uh, I have not eaten anything like that since, but that is the fattest thing I did all week was to eat some wings have an egg McMuffin and then have, uh, I think it was at least half of a, a medium pepperoni pizza. So snowflake turns to blizzard very, very quickly. Lesson learned. I'm doing very, uh, doing very, very well since, right? So anyways, go to bed with that stuff sitting in my gut, wake up on Sunday morning, like, Ugh. or no, sorry. That was, uh, that was Friday. What did I do on Saturday? Saturday, I, uh. Oh, that's right. Saturday was supposed to go for, uh, for brunch with my buddy, Joey Elias, but Joey had hurt his back and was not up for it. So, um, instead I gave, uh, I gave my mom a call since I'm working Sunday and uh, I did the usual. I said, mom, you know, you want to go grocery shopping, maybe do some Christmas shopping. We can go, uh, you know, go do, do go do some of that. I don't, I have, I have Saturday off. I'm not doing my, uh, my podcast or my brunch with Joey Elias. So let's, uh, let's spend some time. So that's what we did. I did go for breakfast with my mom. She is uh, very big on uh, on breakfast, but I had a very small two egg, nice and simple breakfast. Didn't overdo it. Again, I was going to go to uh, an all you can eat brunch buffet with my friend Joey Elias that day. So I uh, I came in significantly under budget for that day's thing. And considering I was going to eat good on Friday night and then still do this buffet thing, I could tell you I probably would have put on more calories going to that one brunch buffet than I did with breakfast and the pizza the night before. So, you know, trying to look positively, right? A lot of people go, well, that's just, it sounds like you made an excuse. And you know what? All I'm trying to say is that I'm trying to look at the overall thing as a positive and having missed that all you can eat brunch with all the fucking maple syrups and the, the 
bins of free bacon. Are you kidding me? You go to an all you can eat brunch and they've got bins of bacon. You're not, you're not grabbing three pieces, right? I'm not trying to win fucking Miss America. I'm it's free bacon. It's free bacon and it's already cooked right with pancakes and home fries and sausage links. Yeah. Put fucking maple syrup on that shit. It's delicious. The sweet anyways. Ugh, I'm getting hungry. Just thinking because I've been good ever since sitting here having eaten, you know, Brussels sprouts and beans for lunch. Which are not horrible, but I'll be honest with you guys, I'm getting sick of the taste of green. It'd be nice to be allowed to have salt or, you know, meat or food with this diet. Just sipping away on water, trying to keep the stomach full. It closes up quick. When the sides touch, I go, I'm hungry. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I had a great Saturday. I, uh, I really did. Saturday was a lot of fun. I, uh, I took took my mom for breakfast. She had a couple little, uh, little goofy little old people errands to run, get a little dog food, whatever. And then I was like, let's go, uh, let's go shopping. Let's go see what, uh, what deals are on. Let's go, let's go holiday shopping at the stores that we don't normally go to. And so I, uh, first things first returned the Apple watch leather band unnecessary, unnecessary. And I took the, uh, the sales rep advice, uh, who had, um, I had spoken to the night before and she suggested that, uh, I go on Amazon and get myself, uh, for the same price, a plethora of watches or watch bands, I should say not overly important. And so, uh, that's what I did. I returned, uh, returned the watch band. Um, I got, uh, it was, it was crazy. I gotta say Bayshore mall again, for all of you guys listening all over the country, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, this, this mall was the same mall we were doing the PlayStation VR in. Um, on black Friday, this mall was a fucking zoo on Saturday had to go because it was one of two Apple stores in the city. Um, but it was a fucking zoo to park at, to get around in the, the lineup at Starbucks was ridiculously long, which kind of helped with the temptation, right? I'm like, "Eh, I'm not really supposed to be drinking coffee, but seeing the giant lineup, I'm like, I'm definitely not going to be drinking coffee. Um, no latte, no, uh, no nothing. So I, um, I got uh, the the watch band returned and my mom's screen protector wasn't, uh, wasn't looking the greatest and they replaced that for free too. Uh, I had bought it there originally. So, um, I thought that was really cool of them. They were really cool at the Apple store, even though they were fucking slammed, they took uh, really good care of us. So thank you for that. Uh, where else did we go? I went to bed, bath and beyond. Um, that was great. I don't know about you guys. I love, I love shopping. You know, I don't even necessarily need to buy. I just like seeing all the stuff that I don't normally get to see there's a lot of cool things in those kinds of stores bed bath is a super fucking cool store i did pick up quite a few things there got the perfect gift for uh for jason very very excited to give that to him uh on uh, on christmas i got a few gifts for uh for uh, you know the kiddos and uh and some other people but up but up but i'm trying to think we went to costco and my mom, my mom hurt her hip, uh, a, you know, a few weeks back. So her sciatica is really bad. So it's hard for a walk. So she was a champ soldiering through that super busy mall. And, um, yeah, she, she was a champ. We got to Costco. She got one of those old people, fucking Walmart, Walmart mobiles. You know, the ones you sit in with the basket in the front. So we did, she was buzzing around all over Costco. The first thing we did was, uh, when she had to return a, a Smithsonian book and I just happened to be standing next to a guy who was returning something that was quite difficult to get. Didn't even know Costco sold them. Now I'm not going to give it away because unfortunately, um, 
it's, uh, you know, uh, it's for, uh, for Brody after all these weeks of trying to think of something to get for him. Uh, that's not electronic. That's not, you know, stay inside or whatever. I I've looked into a lot of different things and in one way or another, everything I look at that I think is kind of cool ends up coming back to technology, whether it's something on an app or something, you know, on a video game or on a computer or whatever. It's just, it all comes back to electronics every time I think I find something he likes. So this person was returning something that I get asked 10 times a day in my store if we carry. And I've never seen one come through the doors. Uh, anytime any stores get them, they get sold out of them immediately. And I know it's something that he would want. So I see the guy standing there with it and I go, uh, are you returning that? And he goes, yeah, I got, I got, uh, I picked this one up at another location. Uh, I just, uh, I got two of them and I, I just, I just don't need this one. And I go, you know, I know you, I go, you know, you can put that thing online and make two, three times the amount of money in a day for it. Right. It was, yeah, I just don't really feel like doing that. I go, not at all. I go for the, for the two minutes it would take to put it on Kijiji. You don't want to make double, triple your money. And he goes, nah, not really. And I look at the girl behind the counter. I go, can I buy that? As soon as he returns that, can I buy that from you? And she goes, I, I don't think you can. Cause we don't sell it here. And I'm like, I'm like tenacious. I'm like to, to the manager. I'm like, uh, is there anybody that knows if I can buy it. Like, I'm like, I'm like, then don't return that. I go, can I buy it from him directly? I go, dude, do you care what the money? He goes, I don't give a shit. I just want my, my money back. I go, I go, one sec. And then one of the reps is like, no, no, we can, we can sell it to you. We'll sell it to you here. And I'm like, okay, great. And I like that better too, because it means if there's an issue with it, I can return it versus finding some random dude down. But it was like, there was like five other people standing there like, oh, can we get it? And they're like, nah, he asked first. Like I was all over. It was like piranhas. Like I said, I have not seen any of these since they came out. Um, and I know I love it. So uh, mission accomplished for me, right place at the right time. Uh, and then, you know, I, once you buy something at Costco, you can't go through the store with it. You got to bring it to the car. So I ran it back to the car. My mom's buzzing around in this little, little Walmart mobile with the basket on the front of it. And then we just, uh, we went through Costco, right? Looked around, see what, uh, see if we could find stuff for people for Christmas, any cool gift ideas, stuff like that. She had a few things that she had to pick up for the house, right? Regular grocery shopping I do with her. It was, um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, I got to say. And, um, after, uh, after we left there, excuse me, got some gas. It was a long fucking day. A lot of traveling, a lot of malls, a lot of stores. Um, we're driving back towards her house and I go, uh, you know, we're just chatting about the day. So I had a lot of fun with you. And she goes, yeah, I would have liked to look, looked around at bed bath a little more. Cause I was kind of under the impression a while back that, um, what is it, uh, that, that Joey and I might do a podcast in the afternoon. So you know, we missed our breakfast and I figured I'd go shopping with her and I tried to play things a little tight or oh, sorry, I apologize. Um, it wasn't that it was that Costco closed at like five 30, right? So even though it's a Saturday and a lot of things are open until 10 holiday hours, Costco was not. So when we were originally at, uh, at bed bath, we'd already been at Bayshore for so long and doing those other short little errands that I was like, we got to hurry this up or we're not gonna be able to, to go shopping at Costco. So uh, on our way back, she was saying how she would have liked to have spent more time in bed bath. And, uh, and I was like, well, let's go to, let's go to another bed bath then. You know, we're, we're halfway between that, that one and, and the other one. I'm like, well, let's take a look at them. Maybe they have different things. And they did. We went to uh, a completely different spot of the city, much less busy than the, uh, the previous area. And, um, we went and spent another like hour and a half in a, uh, a bed bath beyond and train yards. And it was fun. We found different products, ended up picking up more gifts, more gift ideas. Um, what else do we do? I think that was, I think that was about it. You know, we, I brought my mom, I brought my mom back. I think I spoke with Jason and his, uh, his lovely girlfriend, Noreen, and they had invited us over to their place for some, uh, sorry, to, to her place for some drinks and some board games. And so we did that. I, uh, 
I gave, uh, and I said us, I should, I apologize. I shouldn't say myself and Dave, because uh, as I was bringing my mom back, Dave called me to see, uh, to see if I was doing anything. And, uh, and as I was basically, my plan was to go home and wrap presents all night. But, uh, anyways, went over to, to, to <laughs> Noreen's house. Uh, Dave brought a couple bottles of wine and I brought uh, code names, a game I've mentioned many times here, the code names picture edition. And, uh, and that's what we did. We played, uh, played some code names, drank some wine, talked about, uh, it actually got pretty graphic. Uh, <laughs> we were actually just talking about a lot of gross subjects, but since it's, uh, about, uh, about Dave and his personal life, I'm not going to bring them up here because it's not my place to do that. All I know is that it was a lot of fun. Everyone was having a good time. Uh, I think Dave and Noreen being the two women there were uh, a little more drunk than, uh, than Jason and myself, but it was fun. We had a good time. Um, had some laughs and decided something we should do a little more often is, uh, just, you know, have a, some, some game nights, have some drinks. It was a good time. So, uh, so thank you, Noreen for inviting us over. That was, uh, that went late into the night for Saturday. Excuse me. And then, um, Sunday back at the source and I got home and I started, uh, just barely scratched the surface of my gift wrapping. I think Sunday I had, um, I had a good day sort of poked around the mall a little bit too on my breaks just to see I'm, I think I'm pretty much done my Christmas shopping. Like Saturday was such a, was such a productive day for all the different stores, all the different gifts and things like that, that, uh, I don't think there's anybody left on my list. You know, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. So, um, you know, Monday, yesterday, I, um, I didn't do a whole hell of a lot. I had Cheerios for breakfast, which is kind of a treat, a cheat. Normally I wake up, eat tangerines and cry, but, uh, I got to have uh, Cheerios, you know, you remember when you were a kid, like Cheerios for breakfast, you're like, come on, mom, get your shit together. There's no sugar on this. Now I'm like, oh, oh, and it was multi-grain Cheerios. So I'm like, oh, this is so good. It's supposed to be good for me. It's not, but it's so good. Just give me more Cheerios for breakfast. I'll just, if I can just have Cheerios for breakfast, I'll be good. I'll eat the fucking lettuce. I'll eat the peas, the beans. Just let me have Cheerios for breakfast. You know? I uh, got myself a haircut and then I spent a good portion of the day daydreaming and gift wrapping. I got a lot of, a lot of little micro gifts and stuff. I like the gift wrapping. You guys saw my post on Instagram, uh, you know, or maybe you didn't, but I had a good time. Um, I think I was up till late. Like I've also been poking around, you know, doing food prep like this, this food prep that I'm doing takes time. I, I chop up, you know, there's not a whole lot of space in the kitchen. So I fucking chop up all this lettuce and beans and cook the food and all that shit. Excuse me, tried to prep my meals for a few days. I had a rice cooker on last night, making like wild rice and quinoa with, with more vegetables that I had for dinner and finished off today for lunch. Just takes time. Boring. And then the gift wrapping. My gift wrapping is at another level of neuroses where I'm like, I'm trying to match. I got like these gift tags. So I'm trying to match the paper with the ribbon and the bows and the gift tag. You know what I mean? Like they have to have the same color elements. And my roommates make fun of me and, and probably rightly show. I, I take it to a very homosexual match the carpet and drapes level. But, um, I, I like doing creative stuff and, uh, and I don't care if my gift wrapping is described as faggy by those in my vicinity. I enjoy doing it. It's, uh, I think it's people are like, why are you doing such a good job? You know, they're just going to rip it off. I'm like, well, because it looks nice under the tree. Right. It's like, it's like saying, why do you put decorations in the tree? You're just going to take them off again. You're like, yeah, but while it's up, while it's there, it looks nice. And, uh, and that's, what's fun, fun about it for me. I have a good time decorating the, uh, the bottom of the tree effectively. So 
yeah, that's what I did. And then I woke up this morning, right? Thinking all I have to do today is the podcast, read a little bit of stuff, get the, get the article ready, uh, you know, from uncle John's bathroom reader. My partner's at portablepress.com. you know, read, uh, read some more of my, uh, you know, uh, DK book that I'll be presenting to you guys a little bit later on. And, uh, I wake up this morning. I think I went to grab something off of the calendar to look up something for a future date and saw that like a fucking idiot, I missed my ultrasound appointment today, which was awful. I was so embarrassed and I called them right away and, um, and I get like their central booking line for all the clinics in the city. And it's like, uh, please know this, that, uh, any, any missed appointments will have a $75, you know, rebooking fee or, or whatever it is. And I'm like, oh fuck. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to spend 75 bucks. And I was like calling right away. I apologize. I'm so, so sorry. I don't know what happens. I'm so embarrassed. And I was, I was really embarrassed because I don't normally miss appointments. You know, I'll get it. I put, set everything up. So I get a notification the day before, but this was my fault. I did not set up that notification. Uh, and so I missed it. I didn't get told yesterday about it and I didn't get woken up by my alarm this morning to, to go and, and get my thing. So, uh, really embarrassed all day. I'm like, fuck, did I just cost myself $75? That's a whole shift at the source. So I'm like, this is fucking terrible. Oh, I'm such a fucking idiot. Like I was so stressed out and I'm thinking like, I wonder if I can like, you know, beg them to not charge me, you know, maybe a Christmas miracle or something like that. I'm really sorry. I won't do it again. I, I, I promise. I'm thinking like, I'm, I even have this mentality that I'm like, is it like a parking ticket? Like if I'm like, listen, if I just pay you right now, can we cut that in half? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I gotta, is that, is the, can I do that? Look, I'll pay you 40 bucks right now. Throw away the other 35. Right. Give me a deal. So, and of course, because it snowed all day today, you know, it just looks like I woke up, went, nah, I'm not driving in this and then didn't go. But, uh, but luckily when they finally called me back like late, late afternoon, they were like, uh, no, no, don't worry. A lot of people missed it. We're, we're just going to move the appointment. We're not going to charge you, you know, for, for cancellation or things. So I was like, oh, thank you. They were super, super nice to me. And I appreciate that. I am fucking embarrassed that I did not, uh, you know, I, I didn't make that. I don't like wasting other people's time. Um, but, uh, but they were good to me. So I wish, I mean, all, I wouldn't have really had much to report to you today. I would have only been able to tell you guys whether or not those, those ultrasound people did that. Hmm. Uh Oh, hmm, this is interesting. Like that kind of shit when they were looking at me they don't, they don't give me the results. So wouldn't have had them for you regardless, but it's going to be a little while longer. It's back uh, late now. The 21st of the month is when I'll be getting it done. So I won't even be talking about it on next week's podcast. Pushed it back too far. Fucked around too much guys. And I'm sorry. Sorry for all the fucking yawning. It's coming out of nowhere. You know what I think it is? Not eating anything. No coffee, no food. Just, you know, I'm just sitting around eating green beans like an idiot. I'm losing weight though. I'm down 15 pounds. The scale is, is now clearly 299. I've cracked the 300 barrier and I'm down to two, 299 pre, pre poop. Okay. And I just told a friend this the other day, cause they were like saying, Hey, how are things doing with the diet? Whatever. And I was just saying like, all I do is eat green. And it's funny. I'm going, I shared this with them and they were like too much information. And I'm like, well, guess what? Too much information is where I live now. So buckle up everybody. I have been eating so many greens and leafy lettuces, whatever that my poop <laughs> looks like. I don't know. Have you ever gotten, have you ever tried to be like, Oh, I want to put my dog on a raw diet and you buy these pucks and they're like these, like these like beige brown sort of pucks that have like chunks of carrots and, 
and peas and and then like these just like leafy greens look like there's spinach in them because that's all it is well that's what my that's what my cacao looks like now it looks like organic natural dog food <laughs> and i'll be honest with you i i think what i'm eating doesn't even taste as good as organic natural dog food so uh disappointment all around anyways i um i'm down i'm down uh, below 300 so i'm oh, happy about that it's not been that long very very excited to uh to share more results with you guys got the watch watch is doing great too because it tells me it tells me like once an hour to get up and uh and move around off my ass get up move around stand up and do something you know what i fucking listen to it i listen to it it doesn't zap me or anything like that if i don't but uh, i find when it's like get up move around i'll i'll do that and um you know, I'm seeing like I'm hitting these goals. It gives like this little like fireworks display when you when you uh, c- complete the task for the day on the watch, which is kind of cool to look at. I don't know. It just makes you feel good about doing what you're supposed to do. Like I, I it's funny because before I'd be like, yeah, fuck you. You're not the boss of me. Stand up and walk around. Yeah, but I'll do it. I'll get up and I'll I'll do a little trudge around and uh, and then come back down. And it's like, all right, perfect. So hitting those goals, guys. The the watch is making a difference. Um. I wanted to say too that uh, there's some some things too like like this week um I've got like I said my little talking points here I'm looking to see I, I watched uh, Stranger Things too the second season I'm still not finished I think I have like 20 minutes left of the last episode but I do that like when I'm cooking something or whatever I'll put it on in the background and uh, and just sort of move it along but that's what I'm like like really all I've been working on is like the weight loss the, the you know Christmas shopping um. Inundated with Christmas music in the retail thing, and people keep saying, "You know, there's studies done that say it's psychologically damaging." I'm like, "Yeah, it's probably just because you're you're listening to Christmas music, but not on your terms. You're being forced into it." So I'm like, I, "I like wrapping gifts and listening to Christmas music and stuff like that. It's all part of the same tapestry, right? The holiday tapestry." But I think it's that that when you're forced to listen to it in retail, eight hours a day, five days a week, or more, um, yeah, it gets fucking draining on you. Stop with the yawning. Um, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to get some things, um, done up for the holidays. I I'm, I'm excited to read something a little later on. I wanted to share something kind of nice. If anybody knows anybody who's, um, you know, who's needy in the Ottawa area, um, there is a, uh, a restaurant called the Carlton Tavern that has been, uh, on Christmas day feeding, uh, the needy every single year for, I think it's 17 years now, uh, minimum it's, it's likely more than that, but I know that I was on their Facebook page earlier today. Um, and they've been feeding the needy for, for, for that long. So anybody can come in and have a hot meal Christmas day from 11 AM to 3 PM at the Carlton Tavern on Christmas day. Um, so if you know any needy people, uh, they're in, um, they're in center town, uh, just off of Parkdale on Armstrong. Uh, they feed firemen, uh, police officers. Uh, and like I said, anybody needy, doesn't matter. You don't have to show up with a T4 and, and prove anything. Um, you just, you just go in. Everyone's a friend, hot meals. In fact, one of the owners, uh, Sam, when I was like, I think 10 years old, he gave me one of my first jobs, uh, washing dishes in the other restaurant that they owned that was right next door, uh, called Carlton restaurant, uh, or the ugly club as it was known by the, uh, the locals. But, um, it was great. They're, they're, they're great people. The uh, immigrants, I got to say this not to uh, attack or anything like that, but they're immigrants. They, they came to this country, um, and, uh, and started a business when they got here. And, uh, and every single year, like I said, uh, on the holidays, no questions asked anybody who comes in to be fed on Christmas day, they, uh, they feed them. 
And uh, the only reason I, I mentioned that is just for all the people who like, you know, think that immigrants come here and don't contribute anything and, and are not a positive influence and everything like that. Like I said, they came here, they started their own business and they take care of people on, uh, on the holiday. They take, and to be honest, they take care of people year round, but just to the point where, you know, open the doors and who knows what, what the cost is to them. But, uh, but they do it and they do it, uh, they do it selflessly. So, um, just wanted to throw that out there, guys. Um, the great humanitarian effort being done at the Carlton restaurant, uh, on Christmas day, 11 to three, this is a, is a, a 17 year old tr minimum tradition now that they do. So uh, if you know anybody who could make use of, uh, of a hot meal or anything like that, uh, point them in that direction. And um, just on that, on that particular note, um, just, you know, getting back to talking about stuff. I've been, uh, I've been trying my best to take better care of myself. Like I said, guys, uh, focusing on the, uh, the exercise, I'm really being a lot more diligent about the food. Like I said, a couple little slips, you know, whereas that would have been like a almost everyday occurrence sort of thing, you know, eating, eating your, uh, you know, a, a breakfast bagel, in the morning and then having a, a fast food lunch and then grabbing a pizza because it was a busy day on the way home. You know, I, I did them all <laughs> in one moment on one night, but that's it. So I'm going to forgive myself. I'm going to keep moving forward, onward and upward and, uh, and get past that. I'm also, uh, I'm also trying to get myself back on the market. You know, I got myself a haircut yesterday. My barber's never around when I'm, uh, when I need him anymore. So I had to find a new barber. There's a spot right down the street from the club, uh, absolute comedy here in Ottawa. And I figured, uh, fuck it. Let's go in and see how these guys can do. Chatted with the guy, super cool barber, uh, took great care of me. Um, you know, and, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm trying to get back into a relationship or anything like that when I say get myself back in the market, but, uh. I got to say it's, it's still, you know, as much as I keep bringing it up and I'm sorry for anyone who's like, fuck, we get it. Um, I'm, I'm alone during the holidays guys. Um, and, uh, and it sucks. It fucking sucks. I normally have a real thick skin, but just, uh, just even little things like I'm, I'm finding myself just being overly sensitive. Like, so I, um, not overly sensitive. Like I'm not, I'm not crying at fucking kittens in a Cottonelle commercial or anything like that. I'm just saying that like, I, um. I miss her. This was, this was my favorite time of year with her. Um, just the amount of time we got to spend together. We did so many arts and crafts and we made our own Christmas cards last year. We spend time with the kids. We snuggle and watch Christmas movies and, and have peppermint, you know, hot chocolates together. Like there's, there's a lot I'm not doing this year that I'm used to doing. And, um, Ah, fuck it. Right. I bear, I bear everything on this podcast. I'm, I'm pretty fucking lonely right now. So, uh, like I said, doing a lot of the retail therapy and I know it's, I know it's not the, the, the greatest uh, outlet for, for the, the feelings and whatnot, but you know, I'm, uh, I'm trying to get myself just back out there. I got, I'm still working on myself. I got to find that balance. That was part of the issue with, with, you know, Crystal and I is that we both wanted to do work on ourselves, but we both spent a lot of time you know, focused on the other person. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a fucking balance. All I got to say is right now, uh, you know, just trying to feel good about me, right? When you get left, you got to feel good about you. Cause it's uh, it is easy to sink a little bit and just kind of feel like, you know, you have no value or whatever. So, uh, I'm just trying to pull myself into that funk. Uh, you know, I'm knowing my good guy. Like I said, I, I having a hard time feeling sorry for myself with all you guys checking in on me and messaging me and everything like that. I, I love you all very much. And I, and I mean that really uh, from the bottom of my heart. Um, you, you don't make it easy for a guy to feel too bad about himself, but, uh, but at the end of the day, 
I can't fucking snuggle with you guys <laughs> as much as I want to. I uh, just, uh, I, I am sort of missing uh, a bit of that companionship. So um, whatever point I'm making is just, uh, just trying to slowly but surely, you know, decide when it's time for me to, to be okay with the idea of, of, you know, maybe opening up my eyes to, to other possibilities. But again, even still, it's not like, oh, well, that's the only thing stopping me. All right. As soon as I'm ready for them, you know, I, uh, I don't exactly consider myself show ready, showroom ready, I, I should say. So, um, that's part of it too. You know, you gotta, you, if somebody returns a product cause they don't want it anymore. You know, uh, a lot of people look at that box on the shelf with the fucking shitty tape job and the ripped corners and they go, eh, I don't want that one. It looks used. It looks shitty. And that's what I am. I am the open box product that has been put back on the shelf because the previous owner no longer wanted it. <laughs> Anyways, so um, <laughs> that being said, I'm looking for a new beautiful creature out there that, uh, you know, oh God, it's just, that sounds so fucking horrible to say. And that's not even, I'm not, that's not even my focus right now. It's not, it's just, I want to feel good about me. And, uh, and part of feeling good about yourself is uh, at times it's validation from others. So there's pl plenty of, uh, of, of beautiful butterflies out there. And, uh, and I don't know if I'm ready to pick up a net just yet, but I am enjoying just looking and wondering about each one of them, which brings me to my partners for this week, ladies and gentlemen, and my partners at uncle John's bathroom reader, portablepress.com. I, uh, I just was sort of reading through a lot of cool articles I saw last night, but this one just popped out of my head is basically what I'm thinking. Uh, like I was thinking, like I said, all of, all of you ladies out there, you're all beautiful butterflies. I have got my eye on you. You're not the one that I originally, oh God, that sounds stupid. I was gonna say, you're not the one I originally wanted. That's not what I mean. I just mean, uh, you know, sometimes you think you're, you're going to go one way with your life and, uh, you know, you got to be open to the other one. So all of you ladies, beautiful butterflies, I figured what not, but the, uh, an article that's called butterfly facts. Let's learn more about beautiful butterflies. <laughs> How odd when we first wrote this page, it was called caterpillar facts. What a cute thing for them to start with. So here are butterfly facts, guys. Uh, there are around 24,000 known species of butterflies and about 140,000 species of moths. Butterflies can't see the full color spectrum. They see reds and yellows, but not blues or greens. They can, however, see ultraviolet UV rays, which are invisible to humans. Uh, the world's largest butterfly, the Queen Alexandra's bird wing from New Guinea with a wingspan of 11 inches. Uh, when they emerge from their cocoons, butterflies are fully grown and remain that size until they die. The average butterfly weighs about as much as two flower petals. And that's probably why they can land on them. Uh, butterflies don't pee. They drink enough liquid for substance. S subs. What? Subsistence. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought sustenance would be word. Maybe that is sustenance. I've just never seen it written. But anyways, they drink enough liquid for subsistence. Uh, any extra is emitted as a pure water mist from their abdomens. So imagine that they turn into little fucking glade air fresheners. They drink water and then go out of their fucking stomachs. Um, most butterflies live for two to three weeks. The brimstone lives the longest up to 10 months. Uh, world's fastest butterfly, the monarch. Uh, it can fly at speeds of about 17 miles per hour. If a butterfly loses part of a wing, it can still fly. That's a good thing to have. Butterflies don't have lungs. They inhale oxygen directly into their bodies through small openings in their abdomens called spiracles. Uh, butterflies are among the world's most prominent pollinators, second only to bees. 
Where do butterflies sleep? Between large petals, or sorry, between large blades of grass or underneath leaves. That's very cute. They snuggle in between the, the, the leaves and the, uh, the blades of grass. Few butterfly species fly at night. The northern pearl eye does, and it has ears on its wings to help it detect nocturnal predators such as bats. Uh, butterflies clean themselves in mud puddles. Oh, of course, what a beautiful creature. Even it can use something dirty to make itself beautiful. Uh, butterflies are cold-blooded. They can't produce internal heat like mammals. They warm up their flying muscles by laying in the sun. Once their internal temperature reaches 86 Fahrenheit, they're off. So that must be why they just sit there, right? And they sort of like like flutter their wings once or twice, right? And they just sit there, fan their their wings out, and then just and then go and then fuck off afterwards. They're they're warming their muscles. I thought it was just because they're like, hi, aren't I pretty? Anyways, um. And then finally, the running feet at the bottom of the page, the caterpillar does all the work, but the butterfly gets all the publicity. George Carlin, the hilarious George Carlin, a great quote of his uh, one more time, right? Just because it's great. The caterpillar does all the work, but the butterfly gets all the publicity. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Butterfly Facts from my partners at Portable Press, Uncle John's Bathroom Reader. And that's from the edition called Uncle John's Endlessly Engrossing Bathroom Reader. So as always, guys, they have tons of great fucking books out. Uh, their, their stuff is available all over the web. It's available in bookstores. I, uh, I, like I said, their 30th anniversary that came out this year, uh, is available at Costco. I have seen it at numerous locations. So if you want to save a couple bucks on it, go fucking get it before it's not there anymore. Um, I can't say enough great things, right guys? I mean, like, look at all the different shit that we get out of it. Nice little one page read. Now, you know, a bunch of shit you didn't know before. That's what I love about these fucking things. Um, and next, of course, I have my partners at Absolute Comedy, which, uh, unless I haven't mentioned, well, I probably haven't mentioned, I usually try to do it a week in advance. I will be performing at Absolute Comedy on, uh, I think from the 27th of December all the way till January 31st, New Year's Eve. I am there, uh, part of the act on the show, part of the act, part of the acts on the show. Guys, I'm performing New Year's fucking Eve. That's how, uh, so much fun we're going to have. It'll be at Absolute Comedy with Sam Damaris and Jason Blanchard. Uh, two amazing headliners and yours truly hosting the show, keeping the ha ha's and the energy high. Um, so, or of course, if you're looking for anything else to do right other than uh, new year's Eve, the whole week I'm there hosting. So come see a show guys. We're going to have a great fucking time. It's a great way to find a little bit of entertainment outside of the house after spending several days uh, inside with the family, get out, have some laughs, have some fun with me. Um, so as always, and of course, absolute comedy is a great idea for a little stocking stuffer. You can get your gift certificates, uh, at absolutecomedy.ca for any of our locations, Kingston, Toronto, or absolute comedy flagship location in Ottawa. Uh, it's a great thing. Okay, guys. So just think about that this holiday season. Absolute comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. Oh, yeah. I've got, a, uh, I got something fun that's coming up this weekend. Um, one of my partners, 
of course, is always uh, is always good to me. I won't tell you about it until we get to that part, right? Because it's 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 sponsor time. Sponsor sponsor time. I had a tough time saying that. Um, yeah, and who are they? You know who they are. My slurping my slurping good pals down at Summersby, right? Their new flavor, semi dry, which has been very popular. By the way, I was talking to uh, Petter, the uh, Summersby rep today, and uh, he said not only have uh, have they exceeded their expectation again. Every time they launch a fucking flavor, these guys. They always do better than they even anticipated, right? Red rhubarb was selling so much. It was fucking sold out in stores right away. Uh, Semi-dry is selling very, very quickly. So I'm, uh, I'm happy for them, guys. And if you haven't tried Summersby or any of the uh, multiple flavors that they have, get the fuck out there and try it. It's delicious. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you, if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now, you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. <sighs> Your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. Oh yeah. I uh, used to slurp it, guys. I can't though, with the uh, the old impending diabetes. <laughs> I just like saying that now. I don't really, but it's it's kind of something I'm 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 just doing whenever someone's talking to me. I'm like, oh, I'd love to have that, but I get the, the diabetes, you know, so I can't uh, can't everything uh, fun. Just slurp my water. Mm-mm. No calories in that. How much sugar's in the romaine leaf? None. I can tell that because I'm not happy eating it. Um. Yeah, and I got one more partner, guys. Another partner that I love, especially this time of year, because their stuff is everywhere and it's always outstanding. Um, my partner's at DK Books, guys, Dorling Kindersley, right? They've got uh, a really cool holiday gift guide, which I posted on the social media, the Twitter and Facebook page, definitely. And um, they've even got a contest right now, right? All you have to do, sign up, name, email. I think that's it. First and last name and email. Um and you get entered in to win a seven book pack. Seven of their titles that they have right now uh, that are popular this holidays. They will send you all seven if they draw your name. So definitely cool to check out. Even, but like I said, even their, their, their gift guide of the things they've got going on. They got a great mix, different kind of content. So again, I read certain things here, but that's just the ones that are to my taste. Take a look at their gift guide because there might be something perfect for someone uh, that you care about, that you love. And DK stuff is always amazing, always visually stunning. Um, this week I sat down and I read the, um, the book that I'm plugging this week is the WWE absolutely everything that you need to know. So um, I, I haven't told you guys, I don't know if I've told you guys this before, but stand-up comedians seem to be really into two things, comic books and wrestling. And I've, I've, I've enjoyed like the comic book cartoons, right? Comic book character cartoons and some of the movies, but I, I was never huge into comic books. And at the same time, when I was in high school, I sort of dabbled watching some of the wrestling. It was mostly WCW, not WWE. Um, 
but uh, but I, I sort of dabbled in both. So I dabbled in comic book stuff. I dabbled in in wrestling. But once I started stand up, I was amazed at how many comedians are just fucking raw, raw, raw for wrestling and comic books. And so uh, this one is mainly directed to uh, any wrestling fans that you guys might have in your lives. This book, WWE, absolutely everything you need to know, is awesome. It I I. I it spans like the classic uh, wrestlers, you know what I mean? Like talking everything from Andre the Giant, uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage. And it's got, uh, you know, and it's got like a full two page spread on each of these guys with all sorts of different things. Like Andre the Giant, they have like a height chart for him with the next two taller guys. I think the next guy was uh, the giant that they have now. Big show, I should say. And, uh, and then the next tallest dude in the WWE after him is The Undertaker. Um, which was pretty cool. I think Andre the Giant was seven, seven point, uh, yeah, seven foot four was how big he was. And the big show was seven feet tall, but that's fucking amazing. Like, I don't know. I can't go into every single little teeny stat, but just, just on Andre the Giant's page alone. It also said that there was a Nobel prize winning, uh, uh, author, I believe it was an author who uh, used to drive Andre the Giant when he was a kid to school in the back of his truck because Andre the Giant did not fit on the fucking bus. Just from random fucking information. Sorry for swearing. There's a, <laughs> there was so much cool. And that was just the Andre the Giant page, right? And you get stats like this, how many times he showed up in tag teams when his, when his career started, when it ended. Like you get this, this nice big spread bio page and you get that for several of the wrestlers. And this is just the beginning part of the book. Right, they've got the the classic wrestlers and their their stats and info and championships and re- and records and all sorts of fun stuff like that, and then you get all the new guys, the guys who are current now, stats and information on them. You get information on all of the big events that they had going forward, like you know what I mean, like the WrestleManias and the the Money in the Bank. There's uh, sections on some of the big uh, groups and teams that they had. Like uh, I remember DX when they came out, uh, DX was like the biggest thing. You know, they had going on and, and, uh, they had the friggin' uh, what was it called? The authority that ended up growing and the corporation and things like that. Like all these great big wrestling, you know, groups and teams and story arcs and things that they had, they have hall of fame information in there. They have what goes on behind the scenes and other projects that the WWE has worked on, uh, titles and, and information on that, the famous tag teams and championships. Like it's. It is very immersive. If you know somebody who's into wrestling, this book is, like they say, absolutely everything that you need to know about wrestling. The imagery is fantastic. And as I say, every single time I plug DK, they do a phenomenal job of introducing imagery and photography with the information. So it never gets boring. You know, again, we can all sit and read books. I'm not shitting on books. But for, for my personal perspective, I love Uncle John's bathroom readers. Why? Because I get, I get information one to three pages at a time and then it's complete, right? I can close it up and that move on to the next thing. I feel happy. Well, it's the same with DK stuff, except they've got beautiful, beautiful imagery and tablets and charts and, and just information bubbles all over the page mass with all these great pieces of information. Um, they've even got like managers and stuff like that, like different managers, different people who've been part of the the, the industry and things like that guys, super cool book. You know, like I said, I haven't been that big of a wrestling fan in years, but just going through it and seeing how they've merged the two together. They talk about the WCW and how it blended back into the WWE when that got bought out. Like there's, there's a ton, a ton of cool information out here. And I, it's hard for me to do these reviews sometimes because I, I, I have the, the, the inclination I want to tell you a ton of stuff about it, but I don't want to take away all of the mystery. All I can tell you guys is that if you have someone in your life that is a fan of wrestling, I've already said this, 
definitely a good gift idea for them. So check it out um, on uh, Facebook and Twitter. I always include a link of where you can go to buy it. Um, you can check, click on the uh, the link that I said. I think this one directs you to Amazon because it is currently the cheapest price. Yeah, I do that for you too. I shop the market. I go, what's what, where, if, if I wanted to buy this right fucking now, where can I go and get it the absolute cheapest price? Well, I shopped that shit and I stuck it on Facebook and Twitter for you. So click that link. And in that link on Amazon, you could actually read, I think there's got like 10 different pages that it shows you of all the different imagery and stuff like that. It's super cool. A fucking a book. Okay. So, uh, so check that out guys. My partners at DK again, they are awesome. They retweet everything I, I post. And, and like I said, I've got, uh, they're even directing pot, you know, traffic to this podcast. So I'm really hoping they're wonderful audience, uh, you know, who are nice people who are maybe just looking for some regular stuff. Don't get pointed to this foul mouth podcast of mine where I just run my mouth, but anyone who's listening guys, I really do think that their stuff is outstanding. So, uh, that's it for the sponsors this week, guys. Um, like I said, sign up for DK's newsletter and you could win that, uh, that seven book package. Right. But if, if, if wrestling's not your thing, check out their gift guide guys, a lot of cool shit. Thank you to all my partners. Um, you know, and I'm hoping everything is going great for them going into this holiday season this week coming up for me. Um, I was thinking about uh, maybe going to see a movie after I'm done recording the podcast, but it's about eight 30 now. And I don't know if I'm going to get to, uh, you know, get myself geared up and, and out to a movie. Cause I got to work tomorrow morning. I don't want to be exhausted and there's nothing I super want to see. At the same time too, I don't have anyone to go with. So I'm all by myself, just looking for a reason to get out of the house. Um, I, I actually, I, you know what? I can tell you guys this. I, I considered seeing a couple movies. So there's a movie called, um, Lady Bird, which looks really cool. It kind of, I don't know, for some reason it reminds me of Juno. It's not about a pregnant teenager, but it just seems like someone who's going through some shit, trying to figure some shit out. Uh, it's got Laurie, Laurie Metcalf in it, who played Aunt Jackie in Roseanne. Uh, it's an old reference. She plays, oh, here's one for the kiddos. Uh, she plays Sheldon's mom on big bang theory. How about that shit? Um, but it looks good. It looks like a good fucking movie. So if, if you haven't heard of lady bird, um, it looks like an old Victorian. Co- I don't know the, the poster that I saw made it look like some old Victorian movie, but it was getting like 99% on rotten tomatoes. So I had a peek at that. Looks good. I also saw a trailer for a movie called wonder about a young, young fella, Young little, uh, is disfigured derogatory. I'm not trying to make it, but young, uh, sort of disfigured boy. It's all about bullying and people finding themselves and finding the good within themselves. A feel good fucking movie. And Lord knows I can use some of that shit. God damn it. And then the other one was Coco is Disney Pixar movie. And, uh, I gotta tell you, it, it's getting, you know, good rotten tomato scores as is wonder. And the other one that I, I referenced, but, uh, I gotta tell you, I, I remember a time when a Pixar movie could not disappoint. You know, I remember seeing Toy Story, fucking awesome. Finding Nemo, fucking awesome. Bugs Life, fucking awesome. Right? Monsters, Inc., great fucking movie. You know, and then Cars came out and I'm like, oh, not too bad. And I think Up, Up was the first Pixar movie I saw where I was like, what the fuck was that? Did not enjoy it. You know, and then uh, Cars 2, I didn't even bother seeing. I think, uh, I think there's been a few other ones too that have come out that I'm just like, you know what? I don't think I give a shit. I finding Dory made no sense to me because I remember now I was falling asleep. So maybe I missed something, but at the very beginning of that movie, Dory just swims off from her parents. Um, and later finds out that they were inside a giant seaquarium and she's in the ocean. How the fuck did she just swim away from her parents in a seaquarium and end up in the ocean? Never explained it, but we're supposed to just believe that shit. So Anyways, I don't give a fuck. I'm just saying Pixar used to make good movies and this Coco movies out. It's about a little, uh, Jesus Christ. I hope I'm right. Mexican kid. They're gonna be like, he's Guatemalan, you piece of shit. Well, 
I, I'm sorry, they're speaking Spanish and I could have sworn I read the word Mexico in the, the title. But anyways, a little Spanish kid who wants to learn why he's not allowed to play guitar. So he goes to a city of the dead and adventure ensues. So it sounds like Mexican Footloose. So I'm not overly, you know, it's got a good score. I'm looking for another Pixar movie that's going to win me back. Even even Toy Story 3, once that downward spiral from Pixar started, you know, it was kind of like, ah, I don't think I've seen anything good from you guys again. Cars 3, Pla- I think Planes was a movie. I could be wrong. I don't know. But anyways, whole idea is I haven't given a fuck about a Pixar movie in a long time. You know, Wally was okay, but I fell asleep in the theater to that movie. In the motherfucking theater. Anyways. So I, you know what? I've spent so much time talking about these movies. I don't think I'm going to get out to see one. There's one that uh, I was going to see with Kamar, but I had to do the podcast and he wanted to go see an early movie, but it's called like three billboards, something, something Wisconsin or Massachusetts or something like that. But, uh, it looks good. A dark, uh, dark comedy with Francis McDormand, I believe that her name to McDormand McDonald. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, so I probably won't go see a movie tonight, but who knows? Stranger things have happened. Um, I got to go tomorrow morning. I, I work tomorrow evening. So tomorrow I got to go to, to get my Uber security updated, you know, make sure I haven't been up to any trouble, anything, any criminal record I've acquired that they don't wear. of. I haven't driven an Uber in a while, but, uh, you know, it's a nice thing to have in my pocket and I'm grandfathered into an old pay system. So I got to make sure I don't fucking lapse so that I can still get that money. You know what I'm saying? Get that Uber money. If I, uh, run my mouth the wrong way at the source and get fucking shit canned. I want to make sure I can still earn a living. So that's one of the things I'm going to do this week. Uh, I got, um, I got a great, great tradition, um, where all of my friends, um, you know, this is coming up this Saturday, but all of my friends, Jimmy, Mika, their wives, Johnny, his wife, uh, good friend, Ryan with his wife, Leanne, all it's all family. I don't expect any of you people to know this stuff, but the ones who are listening, I'm just trying to make sure you all know I'm not leaving you out. Um, we all get together. We do a potluck. We do it, uh, you know, secret Santa gift exchange. And I'm looking forward to that. that's the Saturday, but I just found it today that there may be a gig that I have, uh, which will delay me in getting there. And I'm also working the source that day. So I think on Friday, I got to go to go to get some potatoes, sweet potatoes and regular potatoes and make up some fucking holiday, uh, mashed potatoes. I mean, my contribution, I'm doing mashed potatoes and, uh, and, uh, what do you call it? Come on, brain, come on, brain, that fucking, uh, that other stuff there. Other shit that's popular, uh, sweet potato, regular garlic mashed potatoes and sweet potato mashed potatoes. So I'm going to do them on Friday night, have that shit ready so that I can leave work on Saturday. I'm actually going to go to Mika's house and drop it off so that basically Saturday I go to work, I go to this fucking gig, uh, assuming it's happening. And then, um, and then to, to see my friends, to have uh, a, a late plate and do some, some games and some, uh, you know, some gift exchange. I'm really looking forward to the scene. I got to tell you, like, I, like, like I said, I'm, I'm lonely and I need that vitamin love. My friends are, my friends are good people. And I really, uh, I can't wait to see them. I really can't. It's one of my favorite things to do all year. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be my, my big thing this week. Uh, Sunday, I'm going to see my buddy Aaron from good life. I haven't seen him in a long time. He, uh, him and good life have graciously, I, some of you guys be like, fuck you, Josh, but I've got uh, good life takes care of me. They give me a membership, you know, and, um, and I don't use it. So I want to get back into that. Aaron, another great guy who's been inspiring me trying to, you know, just, Hey man, take better care of yourself. Let's, uh, let's do some workouts and shit like that. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a manager, one of the good life fitnesses here and him and I are going to do uh, do a workout together too. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be on Sunday, right? Who doesn't want to get up first thing on a Sunday morning 
and, uh, and work out after you've been out drinking with your friends the night before. Right. <laughs> so that's gonna be fun. I think I'm gonna take my brother and, uh, and his wife to, uh, to get some stuff cause they are hosting an event coming up too, which I will tell you guys in the, uh, the coming weeks. Monday, I got a ticket to go see Star Wars The Last Jedi. I'm going to go see with my buddy Dave and Jay. Uh, Jason, of course, my roommate here. And uh, and then I'm going to drop off some uh, some 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 gifts. I'll tell you guys about that in a second. Um, that's that's what my week is coming up. It's it's some odds and ends, some some entertainment. Lots, again, lots of work at the source, you know, trying to help people out get their Christmas stuff. But um, that's that's what it's guy is right now, guys. Retail, and I'm trying to do some, some, some good in the community. I know on Monday I'm going to be dropping off some gifts for some needy kids. Um, and, uh, I got an email coming up that'll, that'll give a little bit more detail about that, but, uh, but that's, that's what time it is guys. It's email time. And please know that, uh, once you read these emails, um, I really do read anything you guys send me, you send me an email, it's, it's making its way onto this podcast. So, you know, just, just take a second. It's the holidays. Talk to me. I'm lonely. I flat out said it. I go, I'm lonely guys. I need someone to talk to. Send me your emails for the love of God. Connect with me. Um, you guys know the email address contact at one Contact at one man podcast.com. My first email comes from Dave. Uh, this is Dave's first time running. And I got a lot of Dave's. I got a lot of Vanessa's. I got a lot of, a lot of people with the same fucking names. Um, and not that I'm complaining, but this is just a, a different Dave. This is not the Dave that you hear me talking about very often. This is a, a Dave. I had the pleasure of meeting. He's uh, new to stand up comedy in Ottawa. Um, but, uh, but just popped in one night. We had a spare spot on an open mic Mondays. I threw him on. The guy did outstanding. You could definitely tell he's a funny guy. Uh, Dave writes in, Hey there, Josh, I found your podcast late summer when I moved to Ottawa and I written and I return like many of your listeners because in your joys, concerns, wins, and struggles, I can hear some of my own. Uh, there is a universe, sorry, a universality to how we all uh, navigate our courses daily. You just happen to share it in a weekly sitting open and unguarded brave stuff. Well, it's very kind of you to say it doesn't necessarily feel brave. It feels like I'm just sort of yelling shit out and forcing. Well, I'm not really forcing anybody to listen, but I, I appreciate it. Thank you for putting it eloquently. And, um, and I'm going to keep doing it. If you guys, if you guys are connecting with it, if me putting myself out there and, and kind of owning every fucking up and down I do, um, if that makes you guys feel, uh, feel, feel good or connected, then that's awesome. Uh, it really is. Uh, your recent stint in retail at the source has brought back feelings of anxiety for me this holiday season. I worked eight years at HMV in Toronto, eight Christmases, eight tours of duty. I love that. I should have kept a handful of dirt in a tin from each year. Like Tom Sizemore saving private Ryan, dude, when I, when I read that in your email earlier, I was, uh, I was like, that's a fucking perfect way of looking at too. I just see that the handful of dirt boom in the tins right on it is amazing. Um, maybe instead I could share my holiday wish for any listeners lining the malls until the big day. The staff you see in those ill-fitting shirts mostly just want to help you really giving good service makes the time fly by and can even be fun. I've seen good vibes passing back and forth between customers and the floor staff that last a whole eight hour shift. I've also seen them vanish in eight seconds. Rude and selfish shopping behavior is a petty thing. Yes, you are sweating in your coat. The parking lot is a fight club and the Starbucks line is wrapped around the corner. Yeah, exactly. I fucking called it earlier. Uh, but taking it out on the next name tag you meet isn't going to help. It's just rotten. And I agree. Don't be a piece of fucking shit. You know, we, we are there to help. I don't really get it too because I'll squash that shit quickly. But it's true. You know, the, the people are stuck. And, and like you say here, retail staff have families they can't wait to see too. They are for sure behind on their own shopping and worse, many are right back to, uh, at it early Boxing Day morning to open the gates for you to do this all over again at 50% off. In my eight years in the tinsel line trenches, 
<laughs> oh, I fucking love that. That's for you. That's a problem. In the tinsel line trenches. I'm happy to say I remember way more of the sweet interactions I had working uh, than other, sorry, sorry, working the other side of the cash register than walking the uh, with the lumps of coal. Uh, this season, one man podcast and there's take 30 seconds to show some love to the store staff who are sometimes just trying to make it up. Uh, sorry, make it to that unpaid 30 minute lunch break. Oh, fuck. I read that like shit. Let me do that again. This season, one man podcast listeners take 30 seconds to show some love to the store staff who are sometimes just trying to make it to that unpaid 30 minute lunch break. It goes a long way. Happy shopping. Dave, thank you so much for that email. And, uh, and you're absolutely right, guys. Remember it is, it is the holidays. And while we're out shopping and it might seem like a draw, just, just know, like you said, uh, people are just trying to help. They're just trying to help. And they too would rather be anywhere else than fucking you know, answering questions and, and saying, I'm sorry, but your fucking Google homes have been sold out since the day they went on sale. That's what we're going through a lot right now. No, we don't have any SNES classics. No, we don't have any Google homes. No, I've never heard of what the fuck you're talking about. No, we don't sell VCRs. No, I don't speak French, <laughs> but I do. But I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk French because I don't know what all the technical terms for things are in French. So while I can speak it, I can just say, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Anywho, thank you so much, Dave, for your email. I really appreciate it, buddy. Happy holidays. And, uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you again, again, don't email in again. You're right. Do it, do it again. Send it in. I like the thoughts. I like the things, uh, Alexandra, my brother's wife writes in, hi, Josh. Hope you are enjoying and surviving this super snowy day. Yes, I am. Given the season, I was hoping you might share a program we have at my work with your listeners. I'm more than happy to. Uh, while most of us are experiencing the joys of the holidays, it can be a difficult time for many families. Yes, holiday shopping and winter storms can bring some anxiety around the holidays, but for most families, and certainly mine, we enjoy many presents and delicious meals together. However, many children and families are struggling to afford heat, rent, and even food, which doesn't have much left over for holiday gifts. Uh, I work at the Children Aid Foundation of Ottawa, and we help the children and youth who are supported by the Children's Aid Society of Ottawa. Uh, each year, we run a holiday gift program where through many donations of gifts and money, we are able to provide presents and warm clothes to families uh, that need it most in our communities, creating positive childhood memories. If any of your listeners uh, are at all interested or know someone that might be, they can donate at helpottawakids.ca. So again, that's help ottawakids.ca. Uh, this is a cause that I have become really passionate about and has been added to my holiday shopping list this year. I appreciate your help in spreading the word. P.S. A quick and important note. Uh, while some children and youth we help are in foster care, 90% are living with their families. For this 90%, there are limited resources available, so your help and generosity can really go a long way. Thank you so much, Alexander, for writing in, and I'll tell you why I, I'm glad you wrote in. Uh, I'll be honest. I got halfway through your, your, uh, email and was like, oh, I hope people see this the right way. Cause everybody that's, the, that's kind of one of the downsides of this time of year is it kind of feels like everybody's got their hand out asking for something. And while I know that might sound like a shitty, you know, I'm not trying to say that's the case, but you guys fucking know what I mean. Every cash register. Do you want to donate a dollar for this? Do you want to donate a dollar for that? The people in the malls shaking the, the things for Salvation Army. Like you could take a hundred dollars and split it up and give everybody 10 cents. Like it's so many people asking. Um, all I know is that when I was young, when my, when I was young, my family was on uh, assistance. It was just my mom, my brother and I, and we were on assistance and, um, we didn't, my mom like never went to the food bank or anything like that. She never, 
I don't think she was proud. She just had this work ethic that was like, if I can't, like, I'm going to do the best I can with what I got. And she did, she did what, what she had. She, she, uh, budgeted and resourced properly. Uh, she often went without so that my brother and I could have more, but we never made use of a lot of these sort of extra services and things like that. And I remember one year, uh, my principal, we were the needy kids, I guess, at our school, uh, the school we went to my mom, again, my mom was pretty good at, 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 you know, doing the best she could for us. We, we grew up in Ottawa, which is right on the border of Quebec and almost everybody, all the good jobs require the ability to speak French too. So my mom, when we were young, she put us in a French immersion school. So right from kindergarten all the way up to grade six. Um, but I guess in the neighborhood that we lived in, that wasn't exactly something that, you know, that, that wasn't the school that everyone went to. Everyone went somewhere else, regular English speaking public school. So my mom in an attempt to give us a leg up sent us to this French immersion school, but a lot of the kids, and I mean, a lot of these kids that went to the school were the upper middle class, two parents. My mom called them. Oh no, that was a different, different acronym. Um, she wasn't shitting on them, but basically dual income parents. And, uh, like we never got the milk at lunch. We never got the after school programs and all that. Cause that all cost money that we didn't have. Um, but I remember one year the principal of the school showed up at our house, like the day before Christmas or whatever, with a box full of gifts and things like that. I remember that I got, uh, in that box, I got the mouse and the motorcycle book by Beverly Cleary. I don't know if anyone's ever read that. It was a Saturday morning, uh, series too. Very funny with Ralph, the mouse, Ralph S mouse, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, there was, there was, there was all these gifts and stuff like that. And we were, um, it was great because we didn't have a lot, uh, a lot for that year for Christmas. And, um, and it was definitely cool. You know, at the time I didn't know what's going on. I was just like, oh my God, my principal showed up with presents. That's amazing. Uh, years later, I know exactly what it was, but, um, I was fortunate then other people had donated things, uh, and we had a better Christmas. So I, I decided this year, um, you know, and, and I, I don't know if it's just a, a oversight or whatever, but, um, I, uh, I decided this year I'm going to, I'm going to get some gifts and I'm going to give them to needy. The only problem is I didn't want to take the shit and just throw it in toy mountain. Um, you know, and, and just go, okay, well here, it's going to go to somebody. Boom. I wanted to, to, to give it to someone who, you know, would be able to delegate it, know where it's going and give it to someone who wanted it and, and make sure that it actually goes to a needy kid and not just like, there's so many corrupt fucking charities you know, where they'll take it and they'll sell it to like a value village, you know? So they're not actually donating it. Like you give it to them for free and they take it and they sell it to somebody else who will sell it at a, you know, at a reasonable price. But you're like, no, I'm, I'm trying to give it because I want it to go right to needy people. Like, for example, when you, when you give your clothes for like the diabetes or whatever, uh, the diabetes association or something like that, or the heart foundation, heart and stroke incident, like they take what you give them and they sell it to like other places you know, at a discounted rate or whatever, you know, so like, like, like you, anyways, it, it doesn't just go directly to someone in need, you know, I, obviously the, the diabetes and the heart and stroke, they need to raise money. So selling your shit to a place to make money is, is clearly it helps them out. But I just mean, like, I kind of wanted to be like, Hey, from me to a needy person. So I've got, uh, you know, some friends and family that work in, you know, thrift shops and stuff like that. I was going to see what happens. So, uh, Alex, you writing into me today, I, uh, I spoke with you earlier and, uh, and on, so as I mentioned before on Monday, I'm going to be dropping off some, some gifts for needy kids. I actually already this year was buying toys and things like that from, uh, from my store and other places where I saw some, some things. Um, I just didn't know where to bring them. So I was accumulating them, but I didn't quite know where I was going to go with them. So now that you've reached out, um, I know that, um, 
I know that I can I can bring them to you and you will find them a good home. Um, Alex has also shared with me guys like a list. There's kids there who've who've made requests. Um, you know who who just there's some toys that they want. And we're not talking. These kids are not asking for iPods or anything like that. They're asking for some very reasonable uh, children stuff. Things like uh, hockey sticks and um, and like these little I think they're called LOL dolls or whatever. But like these things are like under ten bucks and stuff like that. So, um, all I would ask of my listeners, um, if any of you guys want to, um, want to help go to help or send me an email at contact at one man podcast.com. I, I give you my word. If, if you would rather have me be the go between or anything like that, I can see that, uh, that, that any money or gifts or anything that you want to contribute goes to the right hands. And of course, all of you guys who are not in my city, you know, it's not all about Ottawa for all of you guys listening anywhere in North America. If you just, if you see a deal on somewhere where something's on cheap, you know, a Lego set or something like that under 10 bucks, buy it and, and find a local charity that you can just drop it off for, you know, um, it's uh, it's a really good cause. Something I do want to mention, it just popped into my head now because I read something on this recently is um, food banks. I brought it up too. is food banks do not need um, food. They need money. Um, I read this, this very interesting article because I was like, like, what do you mean? Don't give them food, give them money. Um, at least the food bank, uh, in Ontario, the different food banks in Ontario, um, they're a registered charity. So they actually get to buy, um, food for a much cheaper rate than grocery store prices and stuff. They have deals with grocery stores and, and suppliers and manufacturers and things like that. They can actually buy stuff for a, 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 pittance fracture fraction, sorry, of what, of what you pay in regular grocery stores. So, um, at the same time too, they have like uh, warehousing issues, excuse me, sorry, I don't know, weird hiccups. Um, it, it basically, it takes more time and effort to sort through all the cans of corn, right. That are dropped off the cans of corn and the perishable, you know, uh, boxed stuff or whatever it is. The idea is that if you give, uh, Rather than than buying five or ten dollars worth of food and dropping it off in one of those food bank bins, if you write them a check or or give them a, a payment of ten dollars, believe it or not, they can actually do much much more with it. So here's here's what I just ask of anyone who may be feeling a little warm feeling in their chest right now, maybe wants to do the right thing. If you feel like donating um, food for for the food bank, please do that in the form of a of a cash donation. I promise you it will go farther, much, much farther in that form than it will as a couple cans thrown into a bin at your local grocery store. And uh and as in terms of of finding something for needy kids, find uh find some some small toys or something simple and uh maybe some kids' books or something like that. And just uh you know, uh, find, find a local charity that, that you guys are cool with, that you, that you believe in and, uh, and donate it. Cause like I, t- I can tell you just from firsthand experience, um, it was, it was super, super cool. And it's a memory I clearly have not forgotten. Uh, you know, some 30 years later, I, uh, I, I remember being that, that kid receiving that box and it made a, made a big difference at a, a special time of year. Didn't feel like the poor kids. You know, like I said, I mean, I understand why we got it and, and being as mindful of it now as I am, or sorry, then as I am now, you know, I would have known what it meant, but nobody at school knew that we were being dropped off this stuff and it, and it felt nice to have gifts around that, uh, that time of the year. So, um, all that long windedness to say is, is I appreciate all you guys being out there. I appreciate you guys looking out for me, you know, and, and making sure that I'm doing okay and reaching out. Um, if it's, if it's in you. Um, and I, and I don't mean in you as in your character, but just, if it's in your budget, if it's in within your means, you know, uh, send 10 bucks, send 10 bucks. I got, I got a lot of listeners 
right? So if just some of you guys send five or 10 bucks or, or, you know, if one of you guys was like me, like I put, I put a budget of cash aside this year to buy gifts and I already bought them. I'm going to send a little bit of what's, you know, uh, I'm going to send what's left to the food bank and all these toys I bought. I'm going to, I'm going to donate them this cost. Okay. Long winded fucking sales pitch for that. I apologize. I apologize. Um, like I said, I just close, close to home in that regard. And, um, you know, we should take care of each other all year round. We, you know, we, we were good to each other at Christmas time. It should, it should go forward. But just anyways, if we're only going to do it this time of year, then let's do it this time of year. Um, I, I've, I've mentioned my, my thoughts on it. Thank you for listening. If you still are, that's the podcast for this week, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. As always, I mentioned guys, please uh, follow us on, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, like our page on Facebook. Um, I've even got a YouTube channel where basically the episodes are available there. Um, if I can think of some interesting, you know, content that I can do exclusive for video on YouTube, I will do that. But I try to have something, you know, individualized for each one of them. So it's worth you guys to, to, to follow us. Um, but that is the podcast. Thank you so much for listening guys. You know, I love the fact that you're out there. Can't wait to tell you, uh, lots of positive things, uh, coming up in the future. Um, happy holidays in the meantime, I will talk to you guys next week. Love you very much. Take care of each other out there and drive safe in the snow.